right, my talkers, it is hump day and it is getting hot outside. Let's see how hot Lori can make it for Julie and I during the show today. Okay. How let's, hot you might make it for uh, Grant tonight. Could go could, that way, too. Exactly. I could say, let's see how hot she's, we make it for Julia, She's too. in a pickleball outfit, so she already has an advantage. She's going to be able to run, outrun us, for sure, in the <laughs> studio I could outrun today. you guys. Yeah, I mean, I've I got could. Birkenstocks on, and so is, so is Grant. Yes, we're not going too fast. But you got a new pixie do. Oh, Julia, I Beautiful. let Paul Felipe chop it all off, and now I really look like my second grade self, but you with really, more wrinkles. I got to be honest, though. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's very much your second grade haircut. Very much so. Uh-huh. It's just a short little pixie, and, uh, you know, uh, I, I gave, Paul Felipe said to me, I said, do whatever you want. Yeah. Someone called me a Q-tip, and Julia laughed and laughed that I had my first hair criticism we ever. We did on, on Instagram. I, we on had our, your first. So funny, and you know, and we were laughing. And I said, "So I've decided, I'm going to just let you do it, and I'm not going to give you any instructions or be bossy about how much you're cutting off." And he goes, <laughs> he touched my forehead. He said, "Do you have a temperature?" Exactly. <laughs> What's going on here? Can I this said, be true? Are you okay? I, yeah. Are you okay? Are you on drugs? Yeah, no. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, but I always like it after, uh, you know, my hair really, like, I like it two days dirty, yeah. three days dirty. But we looked at the photo from 10 years ago. Of course, that was 10 years ago, but I did have the short, short hair that you Paul did. had given me. And we had our photo with John Ham. So, yeah, when it, you know, when it grows out a little bit. It's cute. I think it's cute, Laura. Thanks, Jules. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, you know what else was cute? Really cute. You guys got to watch Conan this week. Just oh, I know because it's his very last week. Ten o'clock. He's just kind of had last night. It was Seth Rogen mm-hmm. in in the clubhouse, and you know he's got people back in um, in the where he's at the theater that he's at. But Seth Rogen, they were hysterical, and of course Seth Rogen. Um, I think these guys. I think he's having like buddies, like people sure. he knows. Yeah, people that he's had. Good relationships with her yeah. that have been because Paul Rudd was and, on the other night. Conan, He's been there. Conan's been on late night in one form or another, you guys, for thirty years. Good lord! Yeah. All right. I mean, did Grant do? Did you go through a phase of really loving Conan? Oh yeah. I mean, when he hit his peak, I was eighteen, right in college. I mean, when he was right. yeah. So I was I was one of those that generation right. that would stay up really late to watch drinking his just to watch his antics. Absolutely, right. yes. Right and. uh and you know, of course, he Seth Rogen looked like a child in his chair. They had like these comfortable, oversized chair. And Conan O'Brien is tall, I believe. Oh, he's like six four, absolutely tall. Yeah. So I think Seth yep. Rogen might be five eight. So in a way, they kind of look like the dad and the kid. But then they start talking about pot, of course, because Seth Rogen. He got early in the cannabis game. Oh, yeah. I forget what his company is called. I don't know, but he also has been an out loud pot smoker yes, since his entire for, career. Right. 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 And and uh Conan said something about Seth enjoying the fine herb. <laughs> and and then uh, you know, Seth Rogan was like, Well, if there ever was a sign that you don't smoke weed, it's it's when you call it a fine herb. <laughs> And he just busted out laughing, and then he <laughs> handed him this gigantic doobie, and Conan's like, oh, is this a birthday candle? Right. It was so... <laughs> okay, that's really funny. 
That's funny. Yeah, he pulls it out of his pocket and he goes, what is it? What is it really? And Seth is like, it's weed. It's my weed. And he said, I know it's weeds. I didn't think it was pencil shavings, but they just went on. And it was just very... I, and he and Conan just like tried to light it and said, "I don't know what the bleep I'm doing." Right? There's a looseness and a giddiness that I guess people have in their last week of shows. Sure, I remember this with and then, Letterman. And then a he, little sentimental on the very last night, where you're like, "This really is." Did share go on? Yes. We remember yes. that with Letterman. Bette Midler sang to Johnny Carson. There are kind of like so. I don't know. There's you know a couple more nights of late night Conan. There could be more. And you like you said, you could see some real crazy antics because like he even said in that particular scene he was like what are they going to do run me out of the building right (laughs) yeah i mean you know you're already done he's on he's on his way out the door and i like neil justin his uh, write-up about conan he really gave a lot of props to to andy richter oh he was Mm -hmm. great as as a sidekick he was great people don't always like like being the sidekick or they don't flourish at it but he is an Mm -hmm. iconic kind of a he is an iconic sidekick. Yes, he, really he was. Is. He was great. And he, they were very funny in the, you know, he would sit out in the audience with the placards of fake people when they were doing the COVID shows. <laughs> and he would be the audience of one sitting by all these <laughs> you're, placards. You're you so know? funny. Thank you. Conan. Yeah. Conan, that's good. Let's do the wave for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. We just have to. This is posted. <laughs> we're going to listen to a little of this of this trailer. Okay. Julia, there is a show uh, you and I have never watched any of the Netflix dating shows. No, Ooh, in blind blind dating or what was it called? Circle. There was a few. There was Love is Blind. Love is Blind that everyone got into Singles, last year. They dated without ever seeing each other. Too Hot to Handle, which is the one where you can't have any sexual contact. Well, now this is based on a British series called Sexy Beast that just aired for one season in the UK okay. in 2014. So this is an old idea. Sure. But basically... The premise is, would you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? And all the people, Julia, are wearing Hollywood-level makeup and prosthetics. So they're, some look like furries, some look like aliens, some look like people at the bar in Star Wars where Jar Jar Binks hung out. Yes, the Tin yes, Man, yes. the Scarecrow. I mean, it is so bizarre and off-putting. We've posted the trailer. We'll just listen to a little bit of this. I want to get married. I want to have babies. Before I'm like 26, do you have health insurance? Welcome to the strangest blind date ever. Hey, how you doing? How are you? How are you doing? (laughs) Could you fall in love with someone based on personality alone? What is your ideal woman? Personality. No, they're in costumes, you guys. First, personality, second. You're the best looking devil I've ever seen. This is really weird right now. (laughs) They're fish. Would you count this as a They're big eels. There's like a, a squirrel. Okay, that's good. That's good. Uh, so, this made me laugh, but the, it, you should watch it because that made me laugh out loud today. Yes. And I kept saying, Julia, I'm going to I'm gonna sign you up for this. <laughs> I'm going to sign you up it for this. It premieres on Netflix July 21st. So they're just getting a, ahead of it. And it's got a two-year deal already. Yeah. It, this is, to me, it was like the mass Singer meets The Bachelor. Yeah. Because all these people are really just probably looking just like mass Singer people go on that to get or Dancing with the Stars to go up a level and 
get some bookings and get more things going on in their career. 100%. The reveal will be, I think, a little bit more epic than the Masked Singer because, you know, the Masked Singer, they sing and, you know, it's like... They actually do sing, yeah. But but I think this, with the reveal, because you're going to build this relationship with them. You're going to watch them go on dates and you're going to want to know, like, how they look, right? Okay, but will you guys, will it be able to sustain your attention watching people asking these questions of getting to know you while they're in their Hollywood prosthetic (laughs) makeup? I will just keep thinking. I feel like I should be drinking wine if I'm watching it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, if it okay, I have yes. accompanied, you know, if okay. I have a cocktail and I have a little buzz and you're like, Maybe oh. Maybe you watched it with some friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yes. okay. Perfect. Th- that's what we're going to do I mean, that's then. where I kind of feel like how that would work. Yeah, I don't want to be home alone watching no. this on my couch. <laughs> yeah, there might be some issues outside of work yeah, if we have just, that going. Yeah, just no. Okay, Although listen. It could be kind of fine. Yeah, all right, listen, when we come back, it's our story we can't get enough of. This is so unlike us to be this organized for something, Julia, because Britney Spears at 3.30 our time will be speaking in court to a judge via Zoom and the big question, and it's the first time she's ever addressed the court. Yep. And uh, the big question, is she going to ask the judge to end her 13-year-long conservatorship? Right. So since that hasn't happened yet, the GMA story, which also... Good Morning America. Yeah, it also references the big New York Times story that was yesterday that they got their hands on a lot of court documents of details about uh, Britney Spears and the conservatorship and explaining things and going in depth. And of course they also partnered on the framing Britney Spears. So they've got quite a bit of reporting. So if we can go ahead and start that audio. Hours from now, Britney Spears is set to break her silence in court. This afternoon, the 39-year-old pop star will appear virtually at a hearing over her conservatorship and who will control her estimated $60 million fortune. The New York Times reporting it's obtained confidential court records showing that behind the scenes, Spears has been pushing for years to end the conservatorship, which has been controlled in part by her father, Jamie, for the last 13 years. According to the Times, court documents allege that it restricted everything from whom she dated to the color of her kitchen cabinets. They say a court investigator wrote in a 2016 report that Spears said she feels the conservatorship has become an oppressive and controlling tool against There's a real irony in that Britney was deemed incapable of managing her own money, yet she was still allowed and promoted to go out there and perform and make money. So she, in the last 13 years under the conservatorship, has made millions of dollars. And her dad, he makes a salary of over $100,000 a year. And then additionally, he makes a percentage of several of her multi-million dollar deals. Part of this thing was that she gets an allowance of $2,000 right. a month. He had to approve, uh, you know, the boyfriend, the cabinet. I mean, this New York Times article really went into detail about how restrictive it is on the part of Jamie as far as control over his daughter. Yep. And much more so in a way that probably a regular conservator right. who wasn't her dad it wouldn't be this way this way so let's go ahead and finish the rest of this legal story the times also saying that in 2019 spears told a court she had been forced into a mental health facility against her will on exaggerated grounds which she viewed as punishment for standing up for herself and making an objection during a rehearsal it's getting late Spears hasn't performed in two and a half years, something her lawyer has said she won't do while her dad is in charge of her career. 
Last week, the star answering a fan's question about if she'll make a comeback. Am I ready to take the stage again? Am I going to take the stage again? Will I ever take the stage again? I have no idea. I'm having fun right now. I'm a transition in my life, and I'm enjoying myself. So, that's it. Conservatorships are usually put in place for people who courts find unable to make decisions for themselves. Spears was placed into one in 2008 following two hospitalizations and concerns surrounding her mental health and substance abuse. It's been making medical and financial decisions for ever since. Her conservatorship brought back into the spotlight in the recent documentary, Framing Britney Spears. It's also the basis of the Free Britney movement. A group of loyal fans who believe she's being controlled against her will. And then Dan Abrams came on. He said, and the other thing he said, and this very much said this in Framing Britney Spears, Britney Spears pays for both sides of the lawyers. Right. Wow. The people the, that keep her. And the people and the she's one. fighting. Fighting. And, yeah. and that said, if Britney does today ask to end the conservatorship, that's just the beginning of this saga because... She was placed in the conservatorship for medical reasons. A team of doctors said that she had a condition that prevents her from safely caring for herself. Legal, we're told, and I'm quoting TMZ, that the doctors have been in place for the entire conservatorship and have not changed their opinion. If Brittany wants out, the judge will want to hear from the doctors, something the current and previous judges have regularly reviewed over the last 13 years. That is the core issue in the conservatorship. Can she safely care for herself? And who's for whom is she responsible? Right. So she, you know, if that's solely it, but my understanding is that this Jody Cantor or Camden or whatever right. her name is, who took over Brittany's dad's uh, role. Day-to-day. Yes. Yeah, management. Um, she took it over, and she is the one who's petitioning also the judge that the 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 things that are in place for what Jamie can and can what he can do sure. is too restrictive. It sounds horrible. Yeah. And I can you can you imagine being, you know, doing all these tour, you know, she she's had that working, residency, she's working for no money. No money. No money is and absolutely no right. And I can see why she quit. There's a video of her of someone her watching her at Planet Hollywood when she had her residency. Mm-hmm. Going, y'all. I might not sound that good tonight. I'm. I have to perform, but yeah, I have a hundred and two temperature. Right. I mean, she couldn't even call in sick to her own show. It's really something. And I always when you think, think about it. I just think that at the end of it all, there is something deeply rotten with the financial aspect of the conservatorship and with her right. dad's involvement. Right. And I think remember in 2018 when KFed went to court to request an increase in his child support, Jamie threw an absolute fit. KFED and his lawyer reacted calmly, and they just said we he's had the same amount of child support from Brittany since the, that was like 10 years previously, mm-hmm. and they requested an audit. And I wouldn't be surprised if Brittany went to Kevin and said, will you try and get this? Right. You could do it because daddy hasn't given you an increase, right. and I've made more money, but I don't know if I've made more money. God. And then KFED's lawyer said, we'll get a judge to do a subpoena. Kevin Federline. Yeah, Kevin Federline, mm-hmm. sorry. And before the judge could order an audit, Jamie quietly settled it out of court and gave up it. You know, and then Kay, you know, Kevin Federline was just like, sorry, Brittany, I tried. Right. Wow. You know, but he hadn't had a raise. Because remember, she just a couple years ago got 20% custody of the kids. Right. It's I an just, 80-20 when thing. You, you know, 
if this was someone that you knew personally, you know, and you saw what was going on, it would make you infuriated. Oh, yeah. Her her boyfriend today wore a free Britney sh- t-shirt on his Instagram mm-hmm. thing. And so they've been together for, what, five years at least, I think, at Sam. At least. Like he's 2016, so I want to say. He's darling. He's darling. But so I, I, I think that I, I just hope, wouldn't it be cool if something great happened for her? Yeah, well, I just think she wants her dad out. Yep. I don't think Step she one. minds having someone help her with her money. I mean, that's a smart person thing, but her dad, I think he might not be the brightest guy. He could be getting taken advantage of. There are rumors that daddy drinks a bit. Daddy likes the bottle. And he's making 10% of Oliver Britton. That's why she quit working. So anyway, we're going to be hearing from Brittany in the next... That uh, should break today. It it will. Yeah, during our show. It will. So that's why I said we did something timely. And organized. We laid the base. This is never done, Grant. (laughs) Never done on this show. I am Grant. Well done. Uh Hey, everybody. Thanks for (laughs) hanging out. I'm glad our mics weren't on for that true confession moment. Julia's tired from being the queen and ambassador of pickleball of the Twin Cities. I'm telling you, I don't want anyone else to learn because there's too many people at the courts. But Julia, you are the ambassadress of pickleball. You are the... I've never... Everybody... You can't, you're like the newly proselytized Baptist or something. I am. You're, she's like, holy! Well, because it's like, praise I'd pickleball! I'd rather go, like, if I want to meet my friends, Grant, I'm like, let's just Julie, meet at a pickleball court. Why do we have to go to a bar or something and I'm, sit down? I'm with you. I like to do activities. But I mean, Julia, you have been, I know. can we say proselytizing? Well, I just think it's... Would that be a fair assessment? Yeah, probably. Really, and today, I mean, I just... But uh, last night you were proselytizing every... I just don't understand why everyone isn't doing it. It's it's ping pong standing up. It's so fun. You're standing on the ping pong table. Yeah, be proud of yourself, Julia. You're out about doing things. What happened with the pickleball story I gave you about the guy who's responsible for pickleball? I don't know, but all I know is everyone... a former Phi Ed teacher who, when he retired, came up with this idea. Like 25 years ago. Yeah, but ago. My, and my kids learned this in gym. And Grant, I think you said yes. everyone did this yep. in gin. And it's just interesting. Gin? Because, gym. Yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking of drinking gin right now, yeah. which is which I don't even like. We, yeah. Except you we know like me. it in the Vickery uh, Frenchie. Yeah, we rose. do. But you got to be careful because one can is two drinks. What did we drink last night with Ian and Marjorie? What was that That's can called? That's called uh, Joey. J-O-I-E, right. and they make a Moscow mule that gave me heartburn like I couldn't believe. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, no, yeah, I had I a... I from that, too. I had a brewed... Grant? I, I had mean, a brewed tea. Uh, maybe because it wasn't in the tin cup with oh, a lot boy. of ice. You're so funny because the cup, there's something about the copper in the cup that takes away some of the acid. <laughs> heartburn. You bet, Julia. You're so funny. You Okay, bet. just wait a minute. So wait a minute. So last night I get home, <laughs> and I'm kind of wound up, and... um. Don't have anything in my house like a glass of wine. I'm not, you know, I don't yeah. have carbs. I don't, I have nothing. Yeah. Except for whatever. So, anywho, I go over to my neighbor, Lisa's God love Lisa. She's my um, walking bar. Mm-hmm. And um, she bought this new wine that's low carb and low calorie, which oh, I, I've, I've seen. And that. less, but less drink, you know, less yeah. alcohol. Yeah. I said, can we add Chardonnay to top it off? Because right, right. <laughs> it, yeah. it tasted like, I'm like, it's good, but you know, can we just top it off? It needed a dollop of Chardonnay. Yeah. 
So if people are into that, getting that, it needs a dollop of Chardonnay. Yeah. It's summer drinking time. Yeah. I mean, you can always add ice to anything. That's it, what it needed I always more than, It needed say. more than ice. It needed a dollop of Chardonnay. But that Joey, J-O-I-E or whatever <laughs> the hell it was called, the Moscow Mule. And I bought it, or Zoe. I can't, I can see the packaging and they're tall cans. And I kept looking at it. Is this two drinks in one? Because right. the Vickery's, those the are, Frenchies, those are two cocktails in one short can. Oh. I drank, Doesn't put Lori over on I the other drank side. Three <laughs> cans. And after the second can, I thought, man, do I feel drunk. And then I looked at the, I mean, I, I'd like, I'd had four cocktails, which is, Way too yeah, yeah, I mean, that would be like at the most over a long evening. Exactly. That would be, you know, okay. But I mean, then when you drink three cans, you've had six drinks. You're oh. pie-eyed. Yeah. Yes, oh, you, yes. Yeah, because you're pie-eyed. Versus drinking like a, what does everyone drink? The The, the cans. claw. The, 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 the claw. Yeah. The claw. Yeah. I mean, I can't even feel anything. It tastes well, like Kool-Aid. I mean, it's kind of, and then you put it on ice, but it is a thing if you're going to be like boating or you're doing sure. something like that. Because, I mean, I do not want to be drinking Chardonnay or too much vodka or anything on a boating I'm excursion a, yeah. in the afternoon. I oh, get, I'm different. I do. Yeah, you don't <laughs> mind getting pie eyed in the afternoon. And I don't like Because then I like it. to be done. And go to bed early. Right. I'm with yeah, you. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I'm like, I like the afternoon cruise. Yeah, and you're, then you're so, I can wind yeah, I down it. by eight. Yes. But anyway, I got heartburn from that damn you Oscar did. Mule, and I think it was because it was in a glass cup, <laughs> not with enough ice, and I missed the tang in my copper well, metal. There's three reasons. There's the history. There's three reasons why they use the copper. It's a okay. history thing, I guess, back in 1941. History, whatever. But temperature is a big part of it. Temperature yes. copper mugs keep it colder and conduct the, the copper mug is responsible for the temperature, which keeps it colder inside. And lastly, the taste, they say, the copper, cold copper seems to intensify the fizziness, the carbonation in the yes. Moscow mules, making for refreshing sips and aromic fragrance. And it also intensifies the taste. So you might have had something So different. in Tempe, Arizona, when yeah. I went to ASU, that brief moment before they kicked me out in the 80s, um, there's a bar on Mill Street that would serve the Moscow, <laughs> Moscow Mule in, in the copper. Oh, so good. I mean, so this is 1983, mm-hmm. you know, when we were drinking Did those things. Did you have things. a memorable time with them? You only have like a couple, but like you're good. And no, I just remember it was in vogue. Fun. Yeah. It was either that or cocaine. And, and I couldn't afford the cocaine. Yeah, right. You can afford that. I can afford a Moscow Mule, right. but no, not no, that. No, not going to do that. Oh, no, I know. No. My, my, I mean, those were the two choices in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I know. My, I remember uh, how much money people would spend, and you'd be like, what is wrong with you? I would write checks, and my friend, my friend, my friend, this is and I, confessions. Yeah, we buy lived. some cocaine to my coke. No, I'm not yeah. saying you were. No, 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 I was. I, it was like <laughs> I lived on Sunset Boulevard, twenty nine twenty one Sunset Boulevard. And what town are we in? It's right by Cedar Lake. Oh, that's it's right when next you live to the there. gas station on France. Oh, yeah, yeah, there, yeah, yeah. and we lived in the downstairs and four four gals and um, yeah. We, my friend, I'll call her P, and I we would wake <laughs> up and we'd go. I go. Oh, I wrote a check for one hundred fifty dollars. She goes, oh, Lorenzo, me too. You no. know, and so that meant that, like, we'd bought, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I go, oh, God, we're going to have to have ramen and we're going to have to have Bill for an extension <laughs> on rent and right. no shoes this week. And all of our meals have to be happy hour. 
And that was when in Grant back in the eighties, they would serve you food at happy hours. So you would go around to like Stuart Anderson's cattle company, or you'd go to Classic Lagaritas or Guadalajara. Timothy O'Toole. Right. And you would eat, they would feed you for free. Just to drink. Just to drink. Yeah. 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 Brought some money in. That's how we eat. There you go. Those yeah. were the days. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't know. You know, if that heady time will ever be repeated, I don't think probably it not. Because no. there's it cameras. Felt, it, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Phones, cameras everything. ruined everything. I think, but I remember. You know, because so many. I remember how many rich kids went to Arizona State, and they were all doing the coke. And I'm like, how do you afford well, that? Well, I mean, people like, didn't realize how danger it was. I and mean, right. I, we were just lucky that like Wasn't nothing my thing. bad happened. And really, I mean, after about, I, I'm going to say like a year of this, you mm-hmm. know, with the checkbook, bad drama. check writing. Yeah, my bad check writing. <laughs> and after I, I finally looked at my friend, I said, "This is ridiculous." No, but. It was you were so depressed afterwards. I, it was such a depressing afterwards, and I, you felt so low. Whereas you know, if I just like partied and had a few drinks or a few puff puffs, sure. I didn't feel. Maybe I might have a headache sometimes, but I never felt low and depressed. It mm-hmm. did it, the, what it did to what it does yep. to your mood is not right. Yep, you're right about that. And so, but it was just fun, you know. At right. first, like all drugs. I mean, that's the thing with just say no to drugs because sometimes like drugs are. Oh my god, that was so fun, you right. know. But that after we we just like yeah, this is really stupid because we were and people. Blue. And people, you're so right. Blue. And you're right. And I knew people that did a lot of it. And it was like, why would you, f- A, A, because yeah. you usually do it when you're already Because drunk. you're getting, yeah, but you're getting, a, you know, like if you're really, and you're getting addicted to it and needing to do mm. more of it and everything else. So yes. we just kind of did it like a, you know, like a once every few couple of months days. kind of a thing. <laughs> oh, not yeah. days, Julia. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God, it's Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, I haven't done man. anything. Yeah, and I never was a Coco, you know. Oh, no, oh, good to know. Yeah. Good. Good no, know. well, I know, you know, a lot of people yeah. are, were, still a somewhat noble profession, it... I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I don't oh, know. Oh, but, that was my first. But, I mean, I did have, I did know a couple gals. Right. Who I... Oh, told geez. them to their face, you're such a cocoa. Mm-hmm. And what was their response? I know. I know. <laughs> Why don't you ever come with me? And I was like, oh, I just yeah. can't. You know, yeah. anyway. Well, it was true. Confess- confession. But, but seriously, that was it. it was such a different time. Yeah, but we that's the part we didn't know about it, the right. whole blue thing. Oh, I didn't you know do all that because the just say no to drugs things that, you know, that was all like, I mean, my God, we. I mean, people, they only made you drive with seatbelts starting like in 1976. I mean, it was just... A little different world back then. You guys had the Coke era. I grew up with the opioid era. So we all have our... Really? But did people, and that would be a thing, you know, like, hey, or try this pill. Yeah, well, constantly. I mean, that was constantly a thing. I mean, also just with the over-prescribing of things. But yeah, I mean, I've I've told people on this show in the past, I had my battles with addiction from, you know, I had medical problems and it became into something else. And I'm gone from that now, which is great. But every generation has their um, thing. Something that that they dance around that's dangerous. Exactly. Exactly. So you're not alone. My kids had water bottles filled with vodka. (laughs) Dangerous. No, but they didn't have kegs at their age. You know, like we grew up with kegs. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was their... Yeah, vodka seems very dangerous. Well, of course. Yeah. 
Vodka, remember for the young kids for a while, there were vodka gummy bears. Oh, and I there were other those. vodka things vodka going. Vodka tampons. Thank you. I didn't want to say it, but yes, that creepiness. Remember that? Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was yes. a, yeah, that was, yeah. That was a. That was a thing. That was a thing. At least we were told that was a thing. And yeah. it right. seemed like a thing. And I know somebody who had a thing up their thing. I, I, why? See, to me, Whether that just. Whether it was tampon or vodka related, I cannot say. Grant, get off the floor. Yes. I no. No, it it reminds me of Jeff Bezos' rocket. Oh my gosh, that it, thing! It's a phallic symbol. It is a huge we are vibrator. Really having a lovely stream of consciousness right now. This is I kind of really talk. appreciate but it. The Today Show Australia, the hosts were dying laughing because it it does look like a very specific vibrator. The silver bullet. That's right. Julia. It really does. And I hope and I hope in the back of my mind it was by design. Yeah, (laughs) because it would make it even kind of more. Oh, you know, you know, more funny, hilarious. Okay, look at the time. Look Look at at the the time. time. We'll be right back, Julia. I have to. I have to make fun of this because it's just such a ridiculous mess. And since you and I, you know, being loving veterans of the travel and hospitality tourism industry, so. Um, I think this. I think the story was in Jezebel, or might have been Buzz got Buzz, uh, Buzzfeed, but it was that Goop in her latest. Maybe it was last week. Um, you know, she just has. Well, there will just be content that's posted, and it was titled "What's New and Great in San Francisco." Oh, okay. We do tell, and I mean, I know Gwyneth didn't write this article, but Goop. Gwyneth herself would like us to think that she's behind all the goopy content, that she knows everything that's going on, that she approves all of this. You know, she's the ultimate authority on everything. Yes, she would have us believe. So San Francisco, here's how it starts out. The it's an unbylined story. No one wants credit for this thing on (laughs) goop.com. San Francisco. Listen to this, you guys. San Francisco is a rare gem that by virtue of its topography encourages you to experience the city from the outside in. Okay, now what does that even mean? Because I'm pretty sure that anytime you're in a city, you're in the city. You know, we're not going in the sewers and coming out some other, you know, manhole cover with, you know, secret Ouija board. From and the some inside. Vibe. I mean, it's just like so... Uh, how else do you experience a city from the outside in? I mean, you're literally, this is just, okay, so okay. That, that's happening. Okay. Um, out of nowhere, pop-ups in beer gardens you've never heard of propel you across bridges, over hills, and down steep trails. Now, out of nowhere? I just have to say, how in the, how in the you know, Evil Knievel's drunk name does a beer garden pop you over a bridge? Sounds dangerous. Sounds painful. You'll need some gloop, goop serum to get over it. Okay, what's I mean, our next one? Yeah, so then, okay, then it's uh, in the spirit of falling in love with the golden city afresh. This guide <laughs> is a celebration of what's new and an ode to what's so great in San Francisco. Okay, so golden city is not how anyone... no refers to San Francisco. It's I, almost as bad as San Fran, mm-hmm. but nobody... I, Golden City isn't a thing, Goop, mm-mm. and you're not going to make it be a thing. 
That's, Lori, I'm love, stopping her right there. I love how you take such offense and want to just dig so Okay, but deep. she's trying to make Golden City a thing. Have you guys ever heard of San Francisco no. being called the Golden City? No, the Golden no. State Bridge, the Rice-A-Roni Capitol. <laughs> no, okay, so what is still great in San Francisco? The very first thing on the list is a hotel 250 miles outside of san francisco <laughs> is it really okay no, no that's funny okay so mm-hmm. and it says oh yes it's it's this upmarket resort and it's less than two hours from san francisco What's it called? but you know where else is less than two hours from san francisco and has nice hotels san francisco okay true that doesn't make any sense no. from a travel it's called the montage healdsburg but i mean Li- completely in- without irony, listing a great thing yeah. about San Francisco, and it's re- and it's and guess what, you guys? It's like we're in San Francisco, but we're only two hours from San Francisco, so we're exploring the city from the outside in. And that's yeah, honestly, honest. Well, it's kind of okay. So I was in San Francisco. What about? It will be two years this fall, mm. and um. Really, we went to Sonoma, which yes. was so lovely. lovely. Oh, that was such a fun trip. That feels like forever ago. Well, and I had, had a, a whole year of a pandemic right? that felt like ten years and oh, really, one. really. But it, I think San Francisco is a lovely city to visit, and it is so visually captivating. I will give yeah. it that. Um, but the irony, yeah, of, yeah. And, and the best thing yes. is this hotel two hours away. Yeah. So the montage. Is the one who sponsored this thing to be written? Probably, probably, Julia mm-hmm. is what I'm going because I'm looking at it. Heldsburg, California Hotel, Sonoma Luxury Montage, Heldsburg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's in Sonoma. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sonoma's not. Yep, that's what they want you to go. Yeah. To. Do you guys know the band um, PM Dawn? Nope. Do you know the song "Set Adrift on Memory Bliss"? Maybe you can find it. Okay. Set adrift Look on memory it. bliss. Yeah. Set adrift on mem- memory bliss. So. I've been to San Francisco many times. My brother so used to live there. We used to travel there for work, for work, and just have had loads of fun. Loads of that that town. Loads of fun. And having a gay brother, young, because my mm-hmm. brother was like twenty when he moved there, and he lived there until he was like at thirty four. So they, they were his prime going out years, and my prime going out right. years, and we had tons and tons of fun at the all the good fun gay bars. But anyway. Um, uh, I'm checking into this really sweet hotel that was kind of my thing where I like to stay. Mm-hmm. And it was just like two doors up from Nordstrom. Yep. Uh, right there. And the band checking in is... This was the year this song was huge. Okay. Did you know who they were, Lori? Yes, I did. Because of right, MTV. Okay. Because of MTV. And like the Fairmount Hotel in San Francisco that has the indoor like tiki bar yes, pool, yes. which is so cool. Right. That's the one on the top yeah, of the on hill. Yeah, on the top of the hill. Mm-hmm. And then right across from the police where they did the dancing. Yeah. Oh, you know what? It was fun. Anyway, was I fun started there. singing that song to those guys. Oh, you I did? started singing You Send Me and started dancing around the little lobby. Could and they, they, did they know what you were saying? Yeah, they did. And they okay. thought it was absolutely hysterical. Where are you from, girl? I remember that because they thought I was from Minnesota. Canada. They thought it was Canada. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, my God. This is a big deal. PM Don is staying at the same hotel. And that was the year that, was that maybe 90, I don't know what year that was. 
Grant, do you know when that song does it show? Uh, the song we were just playing. Yeah, set adrift on memory bliss. Um. Sorry, I just took it off. My Remember head. the TV show Hotel that was filmed at the Fairmount? Yes. I liked that show. Do you? Every soapy show we like comes gets canceled. Well, I'm not all of them. Well, I mean, Dynasty was on I for I know. a long... I mean, there were some shows, but yeah. yes, I mean, it's just the world that we live in, Jules. That's I'm just looking at this really pretty hotel room bed. 91, you are correct. Okay. Oh, yes. okay. Nice yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I was... The year I met you. Yes, it was, Julia. Mm-hmm. So I was uh, single, or at least acting like it. But I was on the way to being single. I know I, I was, I was, I was almost done being married by the middle of ninety-one. Yeah, you were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, you saw me as I, I went off to San Francisco. I did. Yeah. Um, I did. My, I had a, just a. What do you call somebody that you just have a. Trist? A due weekend, a lay weekend. We had two lay weekends. Uh, lay weekends. Yeah. <laughs> See, like six months apart. Whatever that relationship is called. Where you just see Same time in six months. Yeah. <laughs> Once and then see you in six months right. and then you see each other and never then, again. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. A duet. A duet. A duet. Whatever that is called. I like it, a duet. Mm-hmm. A, a duet. Did you uh, see Jennifer Aniston got the People magazine cover and is really saying a lot? Well, she looks amazing. She looks amazing. She tells us that uh, she had to get, she got therapy. People were driving her nuts about being pregnant. There's oh. nothing odd between her and Brad Pitt. She's the happiest she's ever been. She's at peace. And, you know, she just sounds really happy. She sounds like many a woman at uh, 52 where you are really. Of feeling the groove of the bleep at 50s and being very happy with yourself. Yeah. That's she loves her job. She yeah. likes working. She loves her friends and she loves her dogs. Just, and she won't date online. That's right. Mm-hmm. This, 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 I like the interview. Yeah, very she good. seems very happy. All right, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back.